Toby and TJ with you. Thursday, April 20. We're brought to you every day by Riverwind, T-Row in the Morning Show, A1 and Turkey Bacon, the ref, the home of Sooner fans, two days away from the spring game. Oh, headed out to practice this afternoon, Teach. so uh, I will report back tomorrow. Again, I'm on the cusp of making a major prediction, but I want to lay eyes one time in person on practice. Probably a good idea before making a major prediction, TJ. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see how today goes. Kyler's coming to town tomorrow. Big event tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. Spring game Saturday. We see the statue Saturday morning at 1130. Uh, We see Jackson Arnold for the first time at 230. We got a ceremony at halftime. Big day. TJ, will you be there? At the 2023 Oklahoma Spring Game. I'm still trying to determine that. I want to be, but I'll have to leave in the middle of it, and so I'm wondering if I would rather watch. I've got to be here for base. I've got to come and split some stuff Um, off, and I've got to come up to work and be up here. So I don't know if it's better for me to – I've been going back and forth because I want to be there, want to experience it, but I'll see more of it if I watch it on Plus, if that makes sense. I'll be on Plus. You can watch me. Yeah, yeah, and that's another plus. Plus uh, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. So, to be determined, I don't know what I'm going to decide yet, but I've got to come up here for pins and needles, folks. Baseball. When we what are you hearing about off. the upper deck, TJ? What's the latest on uh, the upper deck? Talked to uh, somebody the other day. He told me it would be open this year. Yeah. So definitely no open upper deck this year, folks. TJ's uh, source. The source also tell like me, kind of like the. We will be much dog. more prepared this year than last. So, mm. that means people won't be waiting outside for as long. Hopefully, hopefully that's yeah. what it means. Did you hear Patty Gasso on the our station yesterday? I heard a little bit of it, and I, I know they posted the clip. And um, Drake's already. I, I think I've already played a promo this morning with her from yesterday. So that'll put the fear of God in you, won't it? Um, yeah, don't beat Patty. They do like revenge and death and destruction. Holy cow. I don't know cow. what the question exactly was. <laughs> something about Chris asked her something about revenge. Yes. I, he probably put it nicely like, I know I know you guys don't worry about revenge or whatever. He probably said it like I, that. It was something along those lines, yes. Patty's answer, though, oh, I mean, Baylor just canceled the series. <laughs> uh, Plank, we like the word revenge. Okay. <laughs> 
we take pride in our play, and if somebody beats us, we kind of tip our hat, we go back to the drawing board, and we learn, and we find ways to get better. We definitely have done that. And to this team, it's like full circle. Okay, you saw us the second weekend. We didn't, we didn't, I mean, you guys played well. You flat out beat us. No excuses. But they're very anxious to come back kind of full circle and say, okay, now this is April and this is who we are. And I think it's hard to beat us twice. And our team takes a lot of pride in the fact that you may beat us once, but it's really hard for you to beat us twice. I think they really feel that. In, in a sense. And so there's nothing I have to do in motivating this weekend. I am really excited about um, our approach and what we're going to bring. I mean, maybe the understatement of the year, it's really hard to beat us twice. <laughs> it's really it's hard, really to hard for once. them to lose twice in the season. Much less uh, somebody beat them twice. They're 39-1, and one, and she said, it's really hard for someone to beat us twice. Yeah, are you talking about the United States of America? Yes. Nobody's done it yet. Amazing. Yeah, we don't care. We, we, we throw the revenge word around. Sure. And we're going to go down there and exact some revenge. They beat us. We're better. I don't mention it? You like how that felt? Don't let it feel that way again. Go beat them. Golly, she's the best, Man. isn't she? Daggers. Um, over under two and a half run rules this weekend. Uh, Baylor's good, by the way. Over. Going over. You're taking all three. Yes. After that answer, I'm taking all three. Is this any good? Uh, five of the 25 National Player of the Year finalists announced yesterday, Oklahoma Sooners. Five yes. players on this team, finalists for national player. Yeah, no, of the that's year. that's very good. That's very good. Brito and some others weren't even mentioned there. I don't think they were on that Haley list. Haley Lee, so, not Haley on the Lee. List. So there was others that you could probably have put on there and had up to seven or eight. So Jocelyn Allo got three votes just because there are people who don't pay attention. <laughs> Alex Duraco. Three of them are pitchers. Three pitchers, finalists for National Player of the Year. Alex Duraco, Nicole May, Jordy Ball, Jada Coleman, Tiara Jennings. Yeah. They'll be talking about all this and more on the latest edition of Diamond Envy coming up soon. Our award-winning podcast. Oh, man. Uh, they play... Friday, 6.30, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1, down in Waco. Baseball headed to Austin tomorrow at 7, Saturday, 2.30, Sunday, 2.30. How you feeling about Austin this weekend, Teach? Um, um, yeah, so they're going to Austin. Can I give you a, a just kind of a... I'm not feeling great about it, to be honest. What's your prediction? Um, I, I would predict the Sooners win one of three is what one? I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. Um, hoping for, I don't, I, you might, you're probably right. I think that's the proper prediction based on one team's eight and four. The other one's four and eight. One team's in first place. One team's in last place. Amateur 
quick glance analysis of the matchup. I'm not sure it's the worst matchup in the world for OU. And here's why. Tell me if you agree. Texas, good pitching team. Eh, okay lineup. They they don't hit it a ton. They just, you know, they they pitch it well enough that they beat a lot of teams that way. OU has has handled I mean, they've hit the ball pretty well. Uh, yeah, they scored eight runs against Oklahoma State. They put up runs against Texas Tech. This lineup's pretty salty that OU's got. Now, they've had some nights where they didn't, but for the most part, and they've certainly handled, like, top-level pitching pretty well. Like, guys who can throw hard and are, uh, you know, I think back to the Stanford series, the two games they won were against their one and two starters. The guys that come out of the pen throwing 95, they usually hit that pretty well. So I'm not, like, I think Texas's pitching is as good as anybody's pitching in the conference, but I think Oklahoma could score some runs, even on them. The fact that they don't mash the ball against OU's pitching staff, you know what I mean? I think it, I, this is not Texas Tech, this is not Stanford, it's a, it's a good, solid Baseball team that executes and advances runners, and they'll hit some home runs, but they don't have Ivan Melendez and all those guys anymore right. down there. So I don't know. I, it's in Austin. I don't know that you anybody can uh, – you got to predict probably one out of three is the right prediction to make there, but it's not a terrible matchup is my point. They need a good weekend. Well, I mean, I, I desperately. They need a like a, wow, did you see that weekend kind of a thing. Yeah, well, I'd love for them to have it be this weekend, especially being the opponent that it is. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully so. All right, seven, seven Friday, two thirty Saturday, two thirty Sunday. Uh, this caught my eye yesterday. Who was it that somebody tweeted this out? It was one of the news guys. I can't remember. Um, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, Owen Field, named, ranked the number eleven. Most beautiful stadium in the world. Oh, in the world. Wow. Now, I mean, it's a beautiful website, stadium, but, man, uh, that's a pretty prestigious award. The website is some betting service, so I don't know why they are hmm. ranking stadium beauty. It has to do with, like, TripAdvisor reviews and, and all that kinds of stuff. Like, number one is a stadium in Sri Lanka. Asgaria Stadium in Sri Lanka. Um, the Rose Bowl is number six. Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium number eleven. Is it the Ahead highest of rated Dodger Stadium at number twelve? Is it the highest rated college stadium? No. Uh, Folsom Field in Colorado number two. Hmm. Got the Rocky Mountains there, right? Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Utah, that's BYU, where we're headed this year. Number three, again, Rocky Mountains in the background. Yeah. The Rose Bowl, I don't know if you consider that a college stadium. And then you've got uh, three SEC stadiums in front of them. Oh, so these are a lot of collegiate. This is surprising that there's heavy college football stadiums, yeah. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn are 7, 8, and 10. There is a, a stadium in Singapore that's number nine. There's a stadium in Croatia that's number four. 
Dodger Stadium right behind Owen Field at 12. And then it just kind of it goes down from there. What's the most beautiful stadium you've ever been in? That's an interesting question huh. because, like, Wrigley Field's super cool. I don't know if I'd say it's beautiful. Right. Well, I think the only answer, and I'm shocked with this list that you haven't named it yet, is the ballpark in Arlington. It's the most beautiful place on planet Earth. My, that's my bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of through uh, what I would consider I, I the would, most beautiful. I mean, the Rose Bowl is what immediately pops to mind for me. You get the San Gabriel's there, and it's iconic, and uh, and it's number six on the list. So, uh, you know, well placed. I can't think of a uh, the 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 beauty of of Owen Field is the outside architecture. In fact, the picture yes, that they yes, got absolutely. is kind of as you're looking at Brent's office, that end where it looks like a, a palace, looks like a palace. Um, and it's very nice inside and all that kind of stuff. When you're sitting in the press box and looking out, you, you see prairie, right, for miles. It's, unlike the Rocky Mountains or the San Gabriels, or I'm sure some of these others sitting next to oceans and things. Uh, I've never got to call a game there, but I did go. The, one of the I have Pepperdine's like this, too. Point Loma Nazarene has a baseball stadium that's right on Point Loma, in San Diego, and you hit a home run, and it goes into the ocean. And so, as you're sitting in the stands or in the press box, you just you're looking out over the ocean while you watch this baseball game. That would be stunning and amazing. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Too. San Francisco's supposed to be awesome. San Francisco's supposed to be awesome. I haven't been to that ballpark yet. <laughs> Me Some of the ones I'm thinking of, like aren't like I wouldn't consider beautiful, and like. The backdrop's not great, but I know that they are out there. I mean, those ballparks the are out stadium, there. I've been to them. I think the stadium in Seattle is supposed to be pretty spectacular. Now the roof opens mm-hmm. and closes on that, but yeah, Drake was pretty impressed with it when he was there a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool, though, for Owen Field, yeah, huh? And deserving. It is a beautiful, beautiful I mean, place. It's, there's stadiums on here in Taiwan and Germany and uh, and London. Well, I, and when you started it, I was Ireland. expecting it to be extremely soccer heavy, so I was surprised there were that many collegiate stadiums in the top twelve. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. All right, eight seventeen in the morning. Back to your text messages next. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. If you need help around your office, they are the office technology solution you're looking for. Copiers, fax, printers, scanner, document management. They help small and medium-sized businesses all through Oklahoma and Kansas. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Where did uh, Oakland Coliseum fall on that list? They had them in top five, I would think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know what? I didn't. Uh, wildlife there mistake. is beautiful. I didn't beautiful. Didn't see that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> text line. Uh, this person would like you to uh, put Joe Exotic on Oklahoma's Mount Rushmore. He would like a word with mm-hmm. you. Joe Exotic would like a word. Yes. So so far we got Jim Thorpe, Will Rogers, Gary England. And Joe Exotic. Oh, Barry Switzer. Uh, here's oh, a vote here for on. Mickey Mantle and Johnny Bench. Mickey Mantle, Johnny Bench. All right. Uh, off topic, 
But why didn't Toby do the play-by-play for the wing competition yesterday? That's from Rhino in BA. What wing competition? Uh, they posted some videos on the socials yesterday. The, the football players uh, had a wing-eating contest. Oh. One of the videos I saw, uh, they were pretty spicy. They were trying to get some people some uh, fluids after they, <laughs> they ate some That would have been so. fun. I was not asked. Uh, which is perfectly fine, but I would have loved to have done something like that. That'd be fun. They know Toby would have ate the wings had he been there. Like, wait, what happened to all the wings? We had all the plates right here on the table. Why aren't I competing in this? <laughs> uh, hey, Toby. You should hey, get what? Teddy a stuffed possum to keep in the radio broadcast booth this season. LOL, LOL. I am on the search for a rally something. For baseball, Teach, you know, in the past couple of times, we've had a rally zebra, rally skunk. Uh, it's been a few years since we've had one of these. Remember the rally zebra was on a stick hanging out the radio booth window, and, yeah. and we got hot. And You had the rally chest that one game. Uh, the huh? Nothing. What? <laughs> what? It's Lubbock. <laughs> oh, that was football. That was football. Yes. I'm talking baseball here. I know, I know. I'm looking for something, but that that has to happen. You can't force it. You can't go to Walmart and buy something and declare it your rally pig. It has to be like something that you come across. You remember when the, um, uh, what was it that ran across the field at uh, the OU Texas game? Ran oh, up the, into the crowd? The Fox or whatever Fox, it was. Yeah. yeah. Rally Fox would make sense because a fox ran across the field. But nothing has happened yet with this OU baseball team that you're like, all right, now we can grasp onto that and hope the season turns on that. So I'm desperately on the lookout for a rally something before this thing gets away from us. Can you get a megaphone and just constantly play Skip's drop out to the stadium very loudly? Before every pitch? Nah, it can't be before every pitch. It has to be used to strike a fear into the opponent. Before every inning, how about that? Maybe as the opposing team is batting, you know, a lot of teams are always skittish about coming here because of the weather. Get inside, take shelter. That's good for home games. (laughs) Like the Stanford players, had they heard that, would have totally been in their head. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, let's see here what else we have here. Uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh is beautiful. It looks like it, and I've heard that yeah, from people that I've have been that, there. Yeah. yeah, you could see the, the uh, backdrop, the Roberto Clemente Bridge, right in the uh, outfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that's really cool. Uh, another vote for PNC, and it says right there with Oracle Park in Frisco, pitch, picturesque. Is that what it's called now, Oracle? It's been like AT&T and yeah. Oracle. I don't know. Yeah. That's Jay and okay. Tulsa. Uh, you could get a rally Band-Aid. I get it. A lot of injuries. Yeah. This mm-hmm. one is saying uh, this one wouldn't. Spider? This one wouldn't hold up very well, but a rally stick of butter. As though you architects vote. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to reload every game. i get expensive. Just dripping out the window. Uh, whoever voted on the beautiful stadiums must not have seen the press box. That's what this well, that's true. <laughs> it was not voted one of the world's most beautiful press boxes. Rally Charmin is a vote here. 
that seems mean. Let's see here. Uh, Royal Stadium? Question mark? Royal Stadium has the fountains. Um, I've clicked off the list, so I don't have it in front of me anymore. Uh, the fountains are cool. Kauffman Stadium. The, the thing about Royal Stadium is this. You Kansas City fans, uh, you can be a bit much, okay? It's just all about your Chiefs and your Royals and everything. Can't You're all Kansas Jayhawks fans, too. And you want to be included in everything. Is Kauffman Stadium nice? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. What about our Chiefs? All right, calm down. <laughs> uh, this texter says, trivia question for you. What year did OU have the most players drafted in the NFL draft? Do they know the answer? I don't know, but they really want to ask this question because they have texted in over the last couple of days uh, multiple times. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if I give an answer if... Yeah, I don't know if they're I, asking because they they're curious right or, or if they know the... They, surely they know the answer. Uh... I, I mean, the 1988 draft was epic. I think there were like 15 guys that were taken in that draft. Surely there's been one in the 2000s, though, that was was more. I'm trying to look through here quickly. I mean, we had three of the top four, as we mentioned yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um but my uh, off the top of my head, eighty-eight would be the would be my guess. But again, I, that's what I'm asking: Does the guy have an answer? Because this does us no good if we're just throwing answers into the wind. We need... Twenty nineteen, they actually had eight players, so that was a a big year. They had way more than that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There. This uh, this list is only showing me the two thousand, so I don't have all the way back to eighty-eight. So, yeah, let us know the answer if Toby's right. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Husky Stadium the, in Seattle. By the way, that was my uh, partner Keith Jackson's draft. Eighty-eight. Your partner, your radio, uh, your television partner. First round. Who drafted Keith Jackson? Teach. Uh, I want to say the Eagles. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. Okay. Ricky Dixon was a first round pick that year. Uh, lots of guys. Uh, Lloyd says Old Tiger Stadium was the most beautiful. It was a cool stadium. I'll give you. I never went. I never went there, but it was a cool old Comiskey and old Tiger Stadium. A lot of old, like the like, man, the Ebbets Field, the Polo Grounds. I heard a fact the other day about the Polo Grounds. I didn't know. So, the Polo Grounds, TJ, was where Willie Mays made his famous catch. It is directly across from Yankee Stadium, like. A half mile apart from each other. Like the two major league baseball stadiums almost back to back. Okay. It, it was shaped, you know, it was like a, almost like a, an oval. You remember the, what the old, uh, in fact, maybe you can pull up a picture if you don't, the old polo grounds, mm-hmm. almost shaped like an oval. So center field went forever. That's what made Willie Mays's catch amazing. His catch was on a ball that was hit, and I don't have the exact numbers in my head, but I want to say it was like 480 feet, you know, something what? like that. He caught the ball. Let me look up the dimensions of the polo grounds. Or maybe I can just look up Willie May's catch. I- I'm close. Uh, it was a crazy distance. Maybe it was 450. Uh, okay, I exaggerated. 425. 
Willie Mays catch 425 feet from home field. Still, that's amazing. I didn't realize. I don't. I've probably heard that in my life that he ran that or tracked that down that far, but I don't. I don't remember hearing that. Can you imagine playing center field? I mean, he wasn't even to the wall. No, it wasn't even close to the wall the way that field was designed. Because it had so, that but, oblong outfield the way that it was like a pill almost. The, the the fascinating thing is later in that game, there was a walk-off home run hit down the line. And I want to say it was like 275. Because the poles, because of the way the stadium was shaped, it was nothing down the left and right field line. And it was forever to center field. I, I, hopefully I can Two, find the distance. 279 in left field. Uh, <laughs> How about that? Center he field was 483 feet to the wall. <laughs> There's all these different dimensions because of how it was shaped. There's like right center, left center, right field. Right field was only 258. Like a little league that, field. That's the craziest stadium right. of all time. It was not a baseball stadium. They like wedged a baseball field into this almost looks like a track. So Willie Mays made a catch at 425 feet, and then later there was a walk-off home run at, like, 280, <laughs> 290. Same game. Uh, last one I have here says you should be using a rally giraffe. Now, hey, now, there's a little something. That's got a little something to it. It doesn't really have anything to do with the baseball team, but that's the best suggestion I've heard so far. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Come on now. What are we doing? I thought it's only appropriate to play some Snoop Dogg and Willie on 420. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm going to play for you exactly what Dylan Brooks said last night after the game. The uh, Grizzlies beat the Lakers. And evened up that series, and uh, he had words with LeBron afterward or during the game, and he was asked afterwards about the exchange, and this is what he said. There are some people, Lakers are making that run, they get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? About I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. I cannot wait to see what the reaction is when they go to Los Angeles. Game three is in, in L.A. This is good theater. I it's, mean, I'll give right, him yeah. credit for that. Yeah. Uh, I poke bears. I don't give anyone respect until they score 40 on me. He is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, Teach. Maybe a little respect. 
you can think that you can beat him and your team can beat him, but a uh, little bit of respect. Maybe. Hey, I, I, this, maybe this is, uh, this is something I was By the way, game three, LeBron's getting 40. They may lose the game. Maybe in the He's first going half. for 40. Yeah, maybe in the first half. Give me the ball. Um, this is a cool story I ran across yesterday I wasn't aware of. Maybe nobody else cares about this, but I thought it was cool. So, Iowa State does not have a baseball team, TJ. They're the only team in the Big 12 that does not have a baseball team. West Virginia does not have a softball team. They only have baseball. Pig is not happy about that. And uh, so Eric, there was a tweet sent out earlier in the year from one of the Iowa State students about sad that they don't have baseball. Iowa State softball tweeted something about it. West Virginia baseball tweeted back, we don't have softball. Anyway, it ends up now they're kind of dating each other. Iowa State softball <laughs> and West Virginia baseball are in a relationship. They're in a relationship? They're seeing yeah. each other? They're seeing each other for sh- for real. Like, I guess last week when West Virginia baseball was in Stillwater, Iowa State softball was in Stillwater. And they went to each other's games to support each other. They are tweeting each other's accounts, congratulating them on victories, announcing scores at games. Fans are cheering. Iowa State softball fans are cheering for West Virginia baseball. West Virginia baseball fans are cheering for Iowa State softball. They've, like, adopted each other. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of neat, huh? Is that anything? It's kind of cool, I think. Um, it would be even uh, sweeter if the two SIDs of those sports end up getting married because they flirt so much through these social media posts. <laughs> and suddenly we have a wedding. But, well, uh, no, that's funny. That's funny that they would, uh, you know... That's the creative side of social media and things that you can kind of laugh at. Blockbuster recently with their Twitter accounts kind of been messing around with some other businesses that have, you know, doomed uh, uh, endings and stuff. And they've kind of been going back and forth. So it's it's fun when companies or, or programs or stuff do that. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. One of the so- – what brought it up was like one of the softball players – like this has gone viral now. And one of the softball players and I think one of the – West Virginia baseball players have been asked to like host some award show or or not maybe host but like appear at some award show together or something like that. So it's become a whole thing. I guess uh West Virginia was beating OSU, you know, they beat them two out of three games up in Stillwater last weekend. And so they flashed the Iowa State softball score up on the board just to make them feel bad or something like that. When Iowa State came over to watch them, <laughs> So anyway, two different Big Twelve athletic they'll programs. Be, they'll that be are... chanting uh, SEC soon together. Or wait, they can't do that. Never mind. They're related. They uh, are by the related. way, uh, your texter uh, it says you are, uh, were correct on your trivia answer. Oh, eighty-eight. It just says you were correct. Oh yeah, there it is. Nineteen eighty-eight up above on a different text. Yep, nineteen eighty-eight was How correct. About that. Yeah, there were a ton of guys in eighty-eight. Uh, let me look it up. Let's look at that up, TJ. Let's see who I was taking in the 1988 Oklahoma football. It was more than 10, I know. I want to say it was like 15. Uh, okay, here we go. Yep, Ricky Dixon, first round to the Bengals. He was the number five overall pick. Keith Jackson, first round to the Eagles, 13 overall pick. 
Dante Jones, second round to the Bears. Mark Hudson, third round to your Cowboys. Greg Johnson, fourth round to Miami. Lydell Carr, fourth round to New Orleans. Daryl Reed, fifth round to Green Bay. Troy Johnson, fifth round to the Bears. John Phillips, our buddy John Phillips, teach, sixth round to Phoenix. Derek White, sixth round to Minnesota. Derek Crudup, seventh round to the Raiders. Cesar Renti, seventh round to the Bears. Patrick Collins, eighth round to Green Bay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen guys. Wow. Now that was that was in eight rounds. We only have six now? Seven. We have seven now, right? Still. Yeah, that's uh, it, that was it's a lot of players. Good, that was a good team. Uh, the mid eight TJ, you probably you haven't been around here as long as I have. <laughs> oh, you had some really good teams in the mid eighties. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I'm telling you, man. They could play some ball. Let me see if I can find some other uh well eighty seven was when Boz went in that supplemental pick to Seattle. Uh let me do that. Eighty seven they only had three. Four if you count Boz. Eighty eight, thirteen. Jiminy Christmas. That was a major reloading project in 1989, by the way. Uh, Man. Uh, we got some workers out back, so uh, we're pretty exciting around here today. <laughs> let me see. Let me get up to the stoops, Sarah. So, 05, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 in 05. That's uh, Mark Clayton, Jamal Brown, Dan Cody, that draft. Uh, that's probably the most. 2010, one, two, that's the four in the first round, uh, Bradford, McCoy, Williams, and Gresham, and then they had three more drafted, so seven overall. 2012, they had seven. That was the Ryan Broyles draft. 2013, six. 2015, six. Uh, 2019, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown draft, they had eight. And then uh, last year, seven. Nick Benito, the highest round. Uh, highest. OU has not had a first-round pick, though, in the last two drafts. So it's probably going to be three in a row. Maybe Anton Harrison can sneak up there and be a first-rounder this year. But 13 back in 1988. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, uh, break time. I am very eager to visit with Chris Plank on the other side. Is he going to be in today? Yes, he's actually at uh, Cavens today, yes. Okay, I can't wait to talk to Chris about the goings-on last night. We'll wrap up a Thursday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com.